0: Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed. Song of the redeemed. Thank you once again for tuning into the podcast. We Certainly are thankful for the opportunity we've had this week at the Calvary Baptist Church in Tillo, Pennsylvania. i uh, thankful for some of you from the area that came out to the services. Thankful for those of you that have let us know they listened to the podcast. What a blessing that is. And we always appreciate when folks let us know they're listening. And so some folks this week that we didn't know listened are listening. And how we rejoice and how we thank the Lord for that. And, you know, we've had many different speakers here on the podcast. We've had some just preach. We've had some give testimonies. And we've had something just tell their life story, which is their testimony. It's what God has done for them. And uh, it seems like there's always a greater response. People want to hear what Jesus Christ is doing in the lives of people. And we don't mind doing that on the podcast. We're thankful for those lives that have been changed. But the purpose of this podcast has been to daily to provide doctrine and daily give a doctrinal exhortation. That folks that are interested in learning, folks that are interested in something edifying, something to help them through the day, something to strengthen them each day, that they might tune in and listen and learn things from the Word of God. That is the purpose of this podcast. And one thing I've learned is I have to learn to be able to teach others. And so as we're in the book of Job, we're learning the book of Job. I have preached through the entire book of Job some 15 years ago on the radio, I have studied the book of Job, and the Lord is still teaching. The Lord is still instructing these unsearchable riches of Christ. And so when we go into Job chapter 3, there's some things here that uh, I don't fully comprehend or understand. There's some things I think. There's some things that I have knowledge of. some things I have some ideas of. But I want you to understand as I go into Job chapter 3, I do not have full understanding of this chapter. I would like to have better understanding. There's a lot of dark things in Job, and those dark things are often hidden things. They're things that you must search for and find, and I believe that's Job chapter 3. I don't fully see this as Job just lamenting his calamity. I believe it was Matthew Henry said of Job, he said, uh, we saw the breakdown of Job's perfection. Uh, It's just the evidence that we're all sinners. That's one of the things I believe Matthew Henry said. And uh, yes, we do see the breakdown of Job. We do see Job's calamities now is upon him. He complains. uh, And yet, at the same time, Job's complaint is not entirely Job here. And there's a couple of places we can look and see that. And I just want to touch the beginning verses of this chapter in Job chapter 3. He says, after this opened Job his mouth and cursed his day. Now, that's the day that Job is in. And Job spake and said, Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said, There is a man child conceived. Now, there's some words here that make sense. There's some words here that tie together. People could say, Well, I see Job there. He's lamenting the fact that he's even born. And I don't think that's a wrong statement. I don't believe that's an inaccurate statement. And in verse four, it says, Let that day be darkness. Let not God regard it from above, neither let that light shine upon it. And then he said in verse five, let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Now that's the day of which he's speaking. That day that it was said a man child was conceived. He says, let a cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. And so right away in those first verses, we see darkness in verse four. We see the night in verse three. We see no light in the end of verse four, darkness, the shadow, a cloud, blackness, all in verse five, verse six, night darkness. And we continue to see that. It is a very dark chapter, Uh, not just literally, but in the spiritual realm. And again, Job is speaking here. Job is in a very low place. He's lost all of his uh, flocks. He's lost all of his family, save his wife. He's lost his health at this point. Job is very low. His friends have sat there for seven days, not speaking and uh, they're sitting there waiting for Job to speak. They saw his grief was very great. And thank God for friends sometimes and lay their hand upon their mouth and not speak. And then when Job finally does, after seven days speak, he opens his mouth and cursed his day. And the word of God tells us that's Job cursing his day And then it tells us what Job said. So cursing his day is not necessarily what's being said here. I believe that order is is understandable there. Job cursed his day, and then Job opened his mouth. And this is what he said, that the day perished when I was born. And so we see the day, the night, we see the contrast there. But what I want to look at today is the shadow of death in verse 5. He said, let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. Let a cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day Terrify it. Now, Job speaks often of that shadow of death. And I found it interesting as I looked at this in Job chapter 10 and verse 21. And there's things I see here that maybe others would not see. Uh, We see that in verse 8, oh, that I had given up the ghost and no eye had seen me. And then we get down to verse 21, before I go, whence I shall not return even to the land of darkness. So he tells you at the land of darkness, he said, and the shadow of death. And so we see in the land of darkness, there is a shadow of death, a land of darkness as darkness itself. So it's a place that's void of light. That's the land he's speaking of here. I believe Job is prophesied in chapter 10 of the book of Job. And when he says the shadow of death without any order and where the light is as darkness. Now, to understand that, we have to understand David, the psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, thou art there. And so God is in hell. David told us that. Yet, he said in in this verse in Job, he said, where the light is as darkness. God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. But in hell, it's still darkness. God has hid himself from man. And so in that thought, and along those lines, we see the darkness. We see the shadow of death. I look at another place to strengthen that a little bit. In Job chapter 12, and verse 21, he pours contempt upon princes and weakeneth the strength of the mighty. He discovereth deep things. Now, we talked in the Messianic Psalms about the deep and deep things. Deep calleth unto deep. He said, discovereth deep things out of darkness and bringeth out to light the shadow of death. What Job is speaking there is the resurrection. That has come out of darkness has been brought to light. And I don't hesitate to say that there. I believe it's very clear to me there that he discovers deep things out of darkness, bringeth out to light the shadow of death. He increaseth the nations and destroyeth them. He enlarges the nations and straighteth them again. And so he goes through that. So he's prophesying here. Job is a great prophet of God. Job speaks uh, many times in prophecy. One I've used often is Job chapter 16, a prophetic chapter of Jesus Christ. And in verse 16, he said, my face is foul with weeping. That's our crucified Savior. That's our weeping Savior. That's that one acquainted with grief. He said, my face is foul with weeping, and on my eyelids is the shadow of death. And so again, we see that shadow of death mentioned in Job. And by the way, it's always Job speaking. It's always Job talking about the shadow of death. It is that holy man of God, and Job is a holy man of God. And in verse 16 of chapter 24, in the dark they dig through houses which they had marked for themselves in the daytime, they know not the light, for the morning is to them even as the shadow of death. If one know them, they are in the terrors of the shadow of death. And so again, he speaks of the shadow of death. they're in the terrors of the shadow of death. He talks about the darkness of the shadow of death, but God is light and him is no darkness at all. chapter 28 and verse 3. He setteth an end to darkness, and searcheth out all perfection the stones of darkness and the shadow of death. Now, I believe the stones are stones of fire there. And I believe that that shadow of death, again, we're talking about one that's delivered, one that's being brought out. Chapter 34 of Job and verse 22. I understand I'm going quickly through this, but again, I'm giving you limited understanding. There's far more to this chapter than... I'm able to to come up with in probably three or four days of looking at this. And so i just asked the Lord to help me, to give me understanding on a few things. And then what I would ask you to do, if you're a child of God especially, is to search these things out whether they be true. Take these references and run them. Look up that passage, shadow of death, and then run through the scriptures. Run through Job chapter 3 with that in mind. Look up darkness. Look up death. Look up light. Look up places where God has removed the light. And we'll see uh, this picture becomes, begins to take place in verse 31 of chapter 34. For his eyes are upon the ways of man. He seeth all his goings. There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. So now he's speaking of when the Lord appears, when he comes, there's no place to hide and that there's no shadow of death for the workers of iniquity to hide him. God is light and him is no darkness and all. all things will be light. In Job 38 and verse 17, now the Lord is speaking here to Job, and he says, Have the gates of death been opened unto thee, or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? And every one of these questions he's asking Job here is something that Job is incapable of doing. When he talks about him uh, entering the springs of the sea. Uh, By the way the light parteth, which scattered the east wind upon the earth. And and he goes on, he asks him, canst thou bind the sweet influences of Pleiades or loose the bands of Orion? Can you do these things, Job? Job, have the gates of death been opened unto thee? No, they have not. Or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? No, Job, they have not been opened unto you. The word of God tells us that. But yet he says in this passage that we looked at in Job 3 and verse 5, Let darkness and the shadow of death stain it. And so again, Job speaks often of this shadow of death. And I'd like to go back to Psalm 107, something that we probably glossed over in the Messianic Psalms. And again, I'm learning as you're learning. And what I'm teaching, what I'm instructing, the things that I have learned, it's amazing. I don't teach anything that I have not learned in Scripture. And if I do, it'd be kind of awkward and uncomfortable. But he says in verse 10, such as sit in darkness, we're in Psalm 107, that great passage on, thanks, on Thanksgiving, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron. So now he tells us a little bit more about that place. They, these, these hungry souls, they're longing for the goodness of God. They're longing for him. He said, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. It is a place where they sit in the shadow of death. Is it death? No, it's not. It's the shadow of death. And so again, what is a shadow? Well, we understand that. Uh, Physics teaches us that. Natural law teaches us that. But they sit in the shadow of death, being bound in afflictions and iron. Verse 14 of that passage tells us then, he brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. And break their bands in sunder. Then Psalm 44 and verse 19, again, the psalmist writing concerning the shadow of death, or the shadows of death. He says, Thou hast sore broken us up in the place of dragons and covered us with the shadow of death. Where is the place of dragons? What is the shadow of death? Where are the dragons at? He tells you that all through the scripture. Psalm 23:4, yea, though I walk through the valley, it's a place. It's, it's it's close to death. It's in the shadow of death. They all walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, I would stop there, but the Lord really impressed upon me to go to the book of Luke. And we're just running that phrase. That's all we're doing. It's a very simple Bible study. But we're running that phrase in Luke 1 and 79 to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. That's when Jesus Christ came and loosed their bonds. That's when Jesus Christ came and filled the hungry. He gave light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. That's the working of God. And he has done that, and he's going to continue to do that, bless his holy name. Now, Isaiah prophesies about this, and Jesus Christ fulfills that prophecy in Isaiah 9 and 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them Hath the light shined? Now, that's exactly what we've been talking about. It's what David spake of. It's what Job spake of. It's a place. It's the land of the shadow of death. It's where the prisoner was. It's where Jesus Christ redeemed him. It's where Jesus Christ came and set him loose. It's where Jesus Christ came and brought him out and fed him and clothed him. He brought him out of the prison, brought him out of the dungeon, bless his holy name. Matthew 4 and 14, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Isaiah's prophet saying, the land of Zebulun, the land of Nephtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region, and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Now when is that? When John's cast into prison, he departed Galilee, came into Capernaum, and light has sprung up. Those in bondage, light has sprung up. Those in the shadow of death, light has sprung up unto them. Through Jesus Christ. Now, our last reference I'm going to look at in this is the book of Amos. There's a couple others in Scripture. You can look them up in Jeremiah and uh, in the Psalms. But the book of Amos, and again, he deals with this prophecy, and I believe it is prophetic here. And one of the things you look at when you look at the book of Amos in Amos chapter five, and it's in verse eight. But one of the things you have to look at here is the rightful place, the rightful time, the rightful uh, the rightful uh, scripture. And he says in verse 8, See him that maketh the seven stars and Orion, and turneth the shadow of death into the morning. That's Jesus Christ. That's what he did. He brought light into darkness, took those seven stars, which you see later on in Scripture. And these are the seven stars of Orion. Job spake of Orion and Orion. Turneth the shadow of death into the morning, and maketh the day dark with night, that calleth for the waters of the sea, and poured them out upon the face of the earth, the Lord is his name. Now, when the deep was broken up, God called those waters out, but God also calls those waters out to water the face of the earth. He does that. It's the doing of God. Matter of fact, it was Amos that told us in Amos chapter 9, in verse 6, it is he that buildeth his stories in the heaven and hath founded his troop in the earth, he that calleth for the waters of the sea and poureth them out upon the face of the earth. The Lord is his name. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to continue on with this thought, I'll get away from the shadow of death, but I'm going to look at the darkness, I want to look at the night, I want to look at Job's calamity in this, but we certainly see Calvary. Uh, We see the darkness of Calvary. We see Jesus Christ walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He will fear no evil. And so again, we see Job goes into that role of a prophet. He goes into this. And again, I don't fully understand or comprehend this, but I pray that you'd bear with us on this. And tomorrow, with the Lord's help, I'm going to begin in verse 6 and look at the rest of this chapter of Job chapter 3. Would you have a great day? There is a lost soul who is tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website are singing the